Yo, how's it going, people? Thanks for coming to talk Lake Show with us today. Um, I wish we had some happier shit to talk about. We're recording on a day after the Lakers blew a 26-point lead to a tanking team whose average age is 23. They collapsed against the Oklahoma City Thunder last night, 115-123. to 123. Um, This was with no LeBron, but it's still one of the worst losses I can recall in recent memory. You know, we can choose to put stock in this or not. Um, this is, you know, this is something we're going to get into today. But before everything went wrong, the Lakers had their best first half of the year, man. They put up 70-plus points and a half with three minutes to go left in the half. They had a chance to crack 80, and I thought this was going to be an easy win. Rest for AD, rest for Westbrook. Um, Westbrook was looking real good, too. He was throwing lobs to everyone. The spacing was good. The Lakers were hitting the threes. You know, they were in complete control. And it was 72-44 at one point with three minutes to go left in the second. Um, they just let their foot off the gas completely. The last three minutes, the Thunder, you know, went on a little run. I think they cut it to under 20. But we still had like a near 20-point lead going into the half. So the third quarter came, and the Thunder just evaporated that lead. OKC basically got hot from three. Our defense was, you know, several steps slow. Our shot selection was probably the most frustrating thing about this. AD selling for jumpers. Westbrook is pulling up for three was with like 20 seconds left on the clock. And Frank Vogel wasn't doing any favors with these rotations. You know, the lead was about to be lost. And he's like, you know what we need right now? Russ and Rondo on the floor. That's what we fucking need. Um, everything went wrong. I mean, everyone's worst impulses kind of came true in this game from the players to the coaching staff, but it was all punctuated by this ending sequence where we were down three with less than a minute left. And, you know, we have a chance to tie it. We basically get three chances to tie it. One chance got wasted with Russ pulling up for three on the wing with 20 seconds left on the clock. Fat brick. Another was out of a timeout play, which I believe we generated a turnover. You know, we got a steal, called a timeout. Out of the timeout, we get the ball in bounds. It ends up in Malik Monk's hands, who was the hero, you know, a game before against the Spurs. He tried to go for a repeat, and he throws up an air ball. Chance wasted. Um and then af after that, the Thunder game possession, but we steal it again. Melo gets the ball for, for the shot, air ball, really short air ball. It was one of the saddest ways I've seen the Lakers go out in a long time. Um, but it was really tough to watch. But to help me make sense of this all, I got my really good friend Andre here today. Um, we met in the music business, and he's a lifelong Laker fan, born and raised in L.A. just like me. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about, you know, what you thought of this game, you know, what you think of this team right now. You know, I I would love to start with the good before we get into the bad, because there is a lot of bad, but I don't want to overlook the good. The good was, you know, when we did build that lead, um, there was a time where it was maybe, what, 70 to like 56 or something like that. And as you kind of mentioned, like we had, at least for the first quarter and a lot of the second, we looked amazing. And you take into account that Brown wasn't there. I actually loved how many like oops we're seeing between Russ and the bigs, like you're, you're keeping them involved. You're, you're getting the easy buckets, you're playing on the inside. And, and that to me showed flashes of a team that could really almost do whatever they want. Because once you have that type of game rolling, and if you can happen to combine it with the outside scoring, which will be, you know, we'll see if that ever does materialize because it doesn't look good on paper. Um, this team is going to be amazing. And so uh, I don't want to call Doomsday super early, but as far as uh, that first kind of section of the game, there's there's a lot of good takeaways to get out of that because this could have been a game 
where we just really packed them up and, and moved on to the next city. It was, it was there. <laughs> we just had an unfortunate meltdown. And I even think I saw that it was like for the Thunder, it tied one of their biggest comebacks ever. So it um, did, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah, definitely. So that was kind of the good, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear about, you know, what you think of, you know, what, what's the bad and what's the shit we got to work on. Yeah. So the bad, man, I mean, the bad really. (laughs) (laughs) So about that, (laughs) the bad, the bad really starts towards the end of the second quarter. And I mean, we can look at it right off the bat, bro. I mean, the the great where I'm highlighting, we we put up 41 in the first. Well, then the Thunder put up 37 in the second. And like <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't allow them to basically just mirror. And it just gets worse. I mean, then then you go to the third and they put up 41. So if you're just taking the game from the second to the third quarter, that is already just not looking good for us. Um, and I'm watching this game and they turned into the Lakers and you can see it in the box score. When you look, a lot of the stats are very similar from a team perspective. I mean, almost down there. I think the big, one of the biggest disparities was probably free throws. Um, yeah. I yeah. Do, have, do have the stats right here. So you're right. The free throws. I mean, yeah. speaking of the officiating, man, I've been alluding to it in pods, but it seems like they just, they don't know what to call a foul anymore. You know, like there's been some really weird and one calls or lack of, especially on AD calls where he gets bumped. He doesn't put his dribble down and he makes a shot, but it's not an and one for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, with the the league wanted to make an effort to, you know, eliminate the bullshit fouls of, you know, like the Harden shit, the Trey Young shit. Yeah. Um, sometimes they choose to enforce it and sometimes they don't. It's really inconsistent. But, yeah, you're right about that free throw disparity, man. Um. 12 or 14 for us it's actually we shot our free throws well we just didn't get a lot of them. you just didn't get as many as as they did and you know i i can i can understand from the officiating standpoint if this is an adjustment period the the one thing um that really in any sport that i do enjoy when you're when you're so early in the season are the adjustments and not really knowing you know even like from a power ranking perspective everyone's really still trying to figure each other out and even though we're not showing it, we're, we're respected as the best team in the league or one of the best teams. So people are still going to try to give their all when they, when they play up against us. But it's, it, it's a lot of adjustments for everyone, including the refs, as far as what they're going to call, what they're not going to call. I like a lot of the changes that kind of limit the, the BS fouls, as you mentioned, because it's, it's, it's better. You've seen for how game. rough of a time Harden is having with these. Yeah. He's still pulling his old tricks and then not giving it to him. It's, <laughs> it's great it's, to see. <laughs> it's immediate, you know, like it's, it's, I even saw Pat Bev get called on a, he had the ball and he tried to get one of those, you know, in transition plays. I saw that too. Around. He tried to hunch over and become a bench essentially. Bro, I've hated that play since high school. So to see those type of things finally get rectified is like supreme justice. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're, we're, we're looking at these stats and like it's literally equal, which tells you like for on one on one side, the Lakers were doing good. But then it, the Lakers were looking at the Lakers in the thunder, <laughs> like <laughs> almost almost literally every stat is is a mirror image of the other uh, assist is something that except largest do. lead 26 and eight. Yeah, that's no, the that's one that's nuts. not the same. <laughs> that is that is absolutely nuts. <laughs> that's, yeah, we can't you raise that. You raise a good point with the free throws and the reason a contributing factor to why they were so low is because we were settling for jumpers so much. I mean, we went away from what made us so strong in the first half. We 
Frank decided to, you know, roll with that Russ Rondo lineup, which he needs to just banish forever. You know, even with all our guys injured, there's no reason you need to play Rondo and Russ next to each other. I really think, you know, he, he thrives with the more defensive perimeter shooting kind of guy next to him, like Bradley or Reeves. Um, I'm liking how many minutes Reeves is getting. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? By the way, I'm, I'm I'm a fan, man, especially as someone who really loved Caruso. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to not try to draw some type of comparison for right or wrong. But I mean, I like what he's showing. Uh, he's a young dude and like he, he seems to have that heart. He seems to have that grit. So I, I feel like the city and we're, we're going to embrace him as we did with Caruso. And um, I think that type of environment around a young player really does wonders for them. And it really makes them want to put their all into the, uh, into the team, into every game, into every possession. And that, those are the type of things we need because it's very easy with the star power that we have, not only from a player standpoint, but just being in LA, it's very easy to fall into the, like, I'm too cool for everything category. Mm-hmm. And so you need that person that really wants to get things. Russo and Reeves definitely don't fall into that. They're like, I'm the white guy on the team. I'm definitely not too cool for everything. <laughs> and it's, no nice, it's nice to have that mentality from a guard position as well, because yeah, you're going to get, Dwight's going to do a lot of the dirty work and, you know, you expect your bigs to do it, but a lot of the guards really want to be pretty sometimes. So it's nice to have that. Um, yeah. You, you were kind of talking about some of the shots and stuff, and I hate to dogpile on Westbrook, but eight for 20 is not acceptable, bro. Like, <laughs> we, and, and to eight further for highlight. quadruple double, baby. If dude, they, I mean, come oh on. Two, two for eight from three. Like, I, I would like to see some of that cut down, especially just knowing the force that Russ is. I know that people are going to play him more to the interior. But, I mean, if you're open from three at this stage in the game, a lot of times there's a reason for that. And so you're, you're kind of falling into their trap. I can't, I can't even exclude Melo, though, because he's one from eight for three. So it's just like, guys, what are we doing? You know, like we – that's a combined, what, three for 16 just between two players? I, I can't really live with that. Just every bad version of the player, you know, the – it just it all came true that night. I think part of it was fueled by Westbrook being back on his his old home floor. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of what fueled that first half. You know, that really good play by him. And um, I don't know maybe it emboldened him to be like, "Fuck this, I'm shooting." You know, I used to run this shit. Um, maybe not, but yeah, Westbrook in general, man. If we if we just play some better lineups, I don't think that same thing happens. But everyone's shot selection was really bad from the third quarter on, dude. AD yeah. was really settling for a lot of jumpers and you know, he wasn't getting into the paint. What was our points in the paint, by the way? Um, I think it was like in the 50s. We tied. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I like that we got some points in the paint. I'm sure a lot of that is from that where we're highlighting, you know, in the first quarter and really the first half. And then do we kind of move away from it? And, and why do we give them? 54 <laughs> you know, like we have to cut that down they were they were getting a lot of just layups there's a lot of like pick and roll or screen and roll actions that I'm seeing where it's just like we're completely lost on what to do and those yeah. type of, they can't get to the basket at will not with the not with the guys we have like mm-hmm. our, we're, we're too good on the inside to give up those type of things I know and you we hope that you know with better communication more time with each other that they can rectify some of those you know those communication errors of pick and roll defense but yeah I mean it's also an effort thing too you know they would they defend really they defend okay on like the first action and the second or third once they got beat a little bit like Mello would just he'd, he'd do that thing where like he gets blown by just was 
reaches a little arm yeah, out. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. man. Yeah. There's so much <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't have that. <laughs> and it was just like whole, like shitty effort on defense, like bad, clearly bad shot selection. And then yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander pulling up like Damian Lillard, like from the oh, wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was such a frustrating watch last night, man. Yeah, man. But, I um, mean, I, I don't want to see these games where I I expect SGA to do his thing and the guy could hoop, you know, period, point blank. But yeah, I don't want to see these games where Baisley is doing 20 and this guy <laughs> Giddy is giving us 18. Like, dude, what? <laughs> like, Dort's giving us 17. Like, bro. Timothy fucking Chalamet is out here like giving us buckets right now, and then <laughs> just, just hooping, bro. Like he has a double double on the game. Like who is this guy? <laughs> he's, a, he's a rookie, and clearly he can hit a fucking three. Eighteen points, seven to thirteen. I mean, he's not going to get that hot every game, but um, maybe the Thunder got some good guys on their team. We can't be getting blown by. Like Lou Dort had a lot of fucking drives and a lot, a lot, a lot dude. Darius Basley, like you said, the twenty points. Um. Isaiah Roby was just a little too comfortable. Look at this guy. Isaiah Roby, he was like plus 15, yep. 13 points, man. I had a question, but I kind of forgot what it was. But um, hmm. I mean, Russ also had, I think, 10 turnovers, too. Um, 10 turnovers? Yeah, he had the yeah, quadruple double, man. Come on, man. Like A team high minus 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like Russ for the record. I love him. Oh, you do? I do. I do. I love I love his intensity and what he can bring to a team, but I cannot lose sight that the same things that I love him for are the same things that can end up killing you in the end. So Very it's, well it's, said. it's a double-edged sword, unfortunately. The same emotion I'm sure he comes out with to play the Thunder is what drives him to give you 10 turnovers later in the game. I know. It's like that oscillation between like that emotion that fuels the win and that emotion that makes you melt down at the exactly. end. And we exactly. saw it in the Suns game, probably a little bit in that Warriors game too. Um, it was really apparent in the Suns game. I mean, he got ejected a night. He yeah. uh, he took exception to, I think, Baisley. He made a dunk to put the team up five when it was still a game. Um, I, I mean, I thought he was kind of like in the wrong for that. I mean, the game was over, yeah. But, I mean, it, it was like a three-point game. So, I mean, if you're the opposition, what's – like you want to get that extra bucket – yeah. Just to, you know, put that separation between you guys. Um, I didn't I didn't think Basie like really overly celebrated. He was just probably taking out his frustrations at the end there, man. Yeah, I mean, you blow a 26 point lead and it's just it, everything's going to piss you off at that point. And I even kind of think about just the psychology of if I'm I mean, I'm from the Lakers side and the Thunder side. If, if I'm the Thunder and I just got completely mollywopped in the first and then a lot of the second, <clears throat> but somehow we flip a switch. There's something about it. You you know, you played sports that if you can close a half strong, that that conversation in the locker room is a little different. It's 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 not the coach saying like, hey, guys, what are we doing? It's like, OK, we see it's, that I see something. Yeah, there's chinks in this armor. And look, I'm, I'm seeing what it is. Let's let's focus. And now we can game plan at halftime at what we want to do. And then the psychology of coming out after halftime and bettering you know, what you were building upon is like, yeah, we got it. Like we, we got it. And from a Laker perspective, when you're the team that's up, if you fall into the trap of, oh, we're up 26, hey man, what's for dinner tonight? Then you have this mentality of like, oh, we can flip the switch. And so the switch was on. We're good. All right, let's take it off. We're going to coast. 
And now when this other team is hungry and they're coming and, and we can even see from, again, minutes, like their starters played a lot of minutes all in all from on the Thunder side, their starters played a lot of minutes. So they, they, it looks like never gave up hope when you the really starters did all, all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it's so, a lot from, of minutes from a coaching perspective. That's, that's the coach saying like, guys, we can do this. We, this, this is, this is, this is doable. And so from the Lakers, now you're, you're playing, you know, off your back foot now and you're trying to flip that switch, but it's too late. It's Hold too on. Late. I just saw this Ty Jerome plus 28. What the fuck? That's nice. <laughs> four, 14 minutes plus 28. <laughs> Ty Jerome was their fucking Caruso. Apparently, man, the guy came to play, man. <laughs> Dude, like one turnover, two rebounds, like three points plus 28, bitch. Like what? <laughs> the guy what the came hell? to play. <laughs> yeah. I remembered what I, uh, what I wanted to talk about. What I want to ask earlier. Um, yeah, sure. Is this the kind of loss we can, you know, take stock in really, or, you know, is this something we can chalk up to being no LeBron, whatever, you know, Man, bad, bad impulses. What do you think? Yeah. It's, it's a very nuanced uh, response that I can give because I don't want to give the Lakers a pass. I don't want to go, ah, you know, Braun wasn't there. Like, so we have AD and we have Westbrook against a young Thunder team and Carmelo. I mean, we have too, we have too much experience to, to really just go like, Oh, Braun's not here. It's fine. And also, man, like I'm I'm just kind of sick of teams that have to depend on Braun. I've followed I, I love Braun. So I've I've been following Braun and I'm sure the rest of the anyone who loves the league has. And the narrative every year is, you know, Braun doesn't have help. Braun doesn't have help. And so I'm sick of teams that need to depend on Braun to make things happen. And these are the times where unfortunately you're forced to do so. But I want this team to figure things out without Braun on the floor because in the playoffs. I want us to be able to figure things out without Brown on the floor. So I, we have AD. I love AD. He's, he's incredible, and he's capable of carrying a team, and he has Westbrook. So I don't want to just – I don't want to – I don't know. I, I don't want to just brush it off because these are things that can be figured out. Yeah. I, I That's the main reason we got Westbrook, man, because, you know, we need to be able to hold leads when LeBron sits. And even in our championship year, that was definitely a thing – we didn't really figure out. I think we were like decent enough, but I mean, the argument for Westbrook was seen in the Spurs game. You know, he was one, he got really aggressive in the fourth quarter. He was one of the ones who powered us through that without Braun. And um, <laughs> this was the shittier end of the stick, I guess. Yeah. Um, bro. Yeah. Personally, I, mean, I think, yeah, this, I just hope that, you know, this, I'm glad we lost by the way, because if we managed to pull out a win after that bullshit, after, you know, bad defense and you know bad shot selection they're more likely to stick with those bad habits yeah yeah it's um, bad reinforcement it's bad reinforcement i'm glad we lost i'm glad it was embarrassing so the next time they get a big ass lead in the first half you know not saying this is never going to happen again but this is something they could fall back on remember the time we slacked off and we yeah. underestimated you know yeah. on paper the worst team in the league and we let them win yeah you know we're we're you not immune to, squash. to it you have to squash them if you're up 26 the next goal is to is to be up 50 you know like you have to bury this team this, this is the nba bro everyone can hoop and no one wants to get embarrassed you're on their home floor by the way you know like they, they don't they're not just gonna lay down for you and just run them over like yeah i think people lose sight of that what you just said that, that this is the nba everyone can hoop everyone here everyone's here for a fucking reason man right even and if you, they're even if they were just called up from the g league or whatever they're still one of the best can't let them get hot that's for sure 
(laughs) (laughs) don't let them get hot and now they're playing inspired it's it's just not a good look man yeah i want to look a little more um long term but you know based on what you've seen what do you think is i mean what do you think about our long-term chances i mean like roster structure wise um, you know based on what we've seen with braun and russ playing together you know the role players what's your opinion on that you know it's it's part of my personality to really be patient with things and Same. believe <laughs> believe in the good so um as i may have kind of brushed on before like I, I i don't want this to send us into a panic these are more wake-up calls it's it's nice in general that we are being challenged the way we are because I would rather these things happen specifically even early in the season to where I know these guys don't live in isolation so they're seeing the chatter they're seeing the disbelief already probably there's people hopping off the bandwagon and we're, we're five games into the season and into a 80 82 it's still 82 games right like yeah there's so much more that needs to be done Brown's not feeling great it, it, there, there's so many more things that uh are still left to develop. And I believe in our experience. I know uh, a narrative is uh, we're too old, blah, 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 blah. Eh, I guess, you know, but I, I believe in our experience and those are the type of things that are going to shine. And I do believe all in all in my heart that this team, no matter what seed they are in the playoffs, that we're a danger and a force to be reckoned with. So I just want us to not throw away these easy games. You're in the Western Conference at the end of the day. A lot of these games, when it comes down to playoff seeding, are going to be decided by a few games, maybe a game. It, like, So you don't want to throw away these easy ones because these are the ones that you overlook now. And then you're looking back later when it's seeding time and you're like, oh, God, I wish we were here. I wish we were there. And I don't want us to be in the hunt come playoff time. Like, I, I want us to be comfortable and chilling. I know. Yeah. Games like this um... – you know, they don't, they make me feel like, oh, maybe there's other things we're going to drop. Maybe we will be in the hunt. We still have Ron, you know, he's just a little bit on ice right now, but um, I'm like you, man, I'm naturally patient. I'm naturally going to look at the positive side of things. And I think we have a whole season to figure this shit out. And I'm glad we're getting it done early. Like you said, so I, I agree on all your points there. Can you imagine if there were three games till the playoffs and this should happen? This is what we're seeing. Like. It'd be a little bit of a different story. It's like, <laughs> All right, so we got three games to figure this out. It's like now we got 79 more games to figure this out, or however many. There's a lot of time left. And, um, you know, as a dramatic loss like this kind of makes you lose sight of that, um, there's still a lot of shit we got to work through. I am glad we did the Westbrook trade because, I mean, the, the main reason we did it was because if LeBron goes down like he did last year, if we had healed, we were not getting, you know, very far without Braun it still hinges on Braun a lot more. And with Westbrook, it hinges less on him. Time will tell if this will be the right move. Um, it's going to be something we'll be talking about all fucking year, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'll have a microscope on Russ come playoff time because that, that's playoff team. Microscope. Playoff. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm going to be watching his every move because he can't shoot you out of the game. And, and this is not me even hating. We've seen it we've seen it <laughs> so <laughs> we've been seeing it for like a decade now yeah i mean i know that the hope for a lot of people is oh russ is with braun you know they will be able to kind of reel it in and braun is a leader but you know russ was playing with kd who from a talent perspective um is one of the greatest talents we've ever seen maybe from a leadership perspective 
who knows kind of how he leads in his. He's own still growing as a leader, you know. You know, so so maybe that type of leadership power wasn't able to kind of reel in Westbrook at times, but we've we've seen him shoot really good teams um, out of games. So we'll see how that kind of goes, and them and them even just kind of learning how to play with each other. I know in the earliest games of the season, which was only a few games ago. It, the the question was like, oh, does, does is Russ going to be kind of as aggressive? Because it seemed like he was really kind of deferring more to the guys and it, he was kind of not playing like himself. So we'll even see kind of how those things um, play out later on. Yeah, man. I think that uh, that about wraps up what I got to say, man. You got any parting thoughts? Uh, end of game scenarios. Uh, that was actually abysmal. I'll pull out my thesaurus for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as we already kind of touched on, necessary. I mean, the same the same things that we saw in the Spurs uh, game. Specifically, what I'll highlight is Malik Monk. That huge three. It's amazing. We love it. Blah 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 blah. He gets to talk his shit. Uh, every shot I shoot, I think I'm gonna make it. That's great. Uh, but whatever that ISO thing was that <laughs> <laughs> whatever that ISO thing was yeah, this is and, about to be a repeat of last night exactly oh, man oh, it's it, it, that. <laughs> comes down to reinforcement man and so it's like you know it wasn't a great shot and the Spurs shot it was it was a good shot um was it the best I don't know but all is well when it goes in so this time it didn't go in and let's just kind of, you know, keep an eye on things like that, but it's not doomsday. I still believe wholeheartedly in the Lakers. Lakers are going to take it all this year, if you ask me. So once we just kind of get our pieces together, I, I don't want, uh, we talked about, I think off camera, I don't want these older guys playing as many minutes as they're playing. Um, the mellow logging 31 minutes. It's crazy. AD logging 37. He's not old, but Jesus, he's fragile. So he walks like an old man. He walks like a 60-year-old man after he, you know, gets up from a layup. Like, oh my God. I don't like that. Russ is logging 35 minutes and just with the intensity he plays with that, you know, it's it's kind of scary. So I, I kind of get this game went a little bit further down the wire than they wanted. Maybe that's why. Also, when Brown comes back, he's going to eat into some of these guys' minutes, of course. So, But I don't want Brown logging those type of minutes either. So yeah. we'll see kind of how that goes. Yeah, real quick, just looking ahead, we got Cavs tomorrow. We got back-to-back against the Rockets at Staples Center. I hope that's two wins, but you never fucking know with this squad. And then we got the Thunder again, so a chance for revenge. Hopefully we have LeBron back. Um, You know, this next stretch of games is just still a chance to really solidify ourselves. For sure. And then, you know, we got guys like the Blazers who always (laughs) seem to bring their A game against us. For sure. Heat, Spurs, Timberwolves, and the Bucks. That'd be a big one, November seventeenth, man. Yeah, but, there's um, certain there's certain games that you look at and go, you know, th- these these help in our power rankings on how good our team is, and the Bucks will undoubtedly be one because Giannis is going to be a problem. Um, they've also been taking some fat L's lately, like they lost uh, by thirty <laughs> to the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now that is insane, and yeah, yeah. I, yeah uh, We'll see how that goes, but I'm seeing a lot of a lot of what should be W's um, in the future schedule. Um, you you mentioned the Rockets thing. I I see us winning the first game against the Rockets, but as a just an NBA team, you lose that first game, you're not you're not really supposed to lose like right again the second time. So we'll see if that one. But other than that, man, I'm seeing a lot of W's really up until we get to I don't know if it was the Bucks or the Heat first, but um, yeah, Heat that first, yeah. that. Yeah, that'll be the first, I think, true challenge. And by then, hopefully, we will have ironed out a lot of the things that we're talking about now. 
It'll be a measuring stick. I think the Phoenix game was a measuring stick, and we're really fucking low on the measuring stick right now. Yeah, yeah. But because, you know, all, way all the things everyone talks about, you know, time, getting to know each other, figuring out how all the pieces fit. You're right. That Heat game is going to be that next measuring stick game for yeah. sure. Without but pressure. really enjoyed talking to you today, man. Let's do it again soon. Uh, yeah, thanks for, for sure. coming on, man. Thanks for having me. This was all right. Great. Thanks, Andre. Take it yeah, easy. Man. You too. Mm-hmm.